Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Good morning. Thanks for your company. I'm Talissa Bazaz, filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 11th of April. The official election campaign is now in full swing, with the Prime Minister yesterday confirming we will head to the polls on May 21. The latest news poll putting Scott Morrison in front as the preferred PM. However, Labor remains in the lead when it comes to the primary vote. It's dropped a point to 37% compared to the Coalition's 36. Today, the Prime Minister begins his re-election campaign on the New South Wales South Coast. Scott Morrison hopes we'll consider his government's record when we cast our votes. An unemployment rate of 4%. Electricity prices are down by 8% over the last two years. Taxes have been lowered. This election is a choice between a government that you know and that has been delivering and a Labor opposition that you don't. That's not quite how the Labor leader sees things, though. Anthony Albanese is starting his official election campaign in Tasmania this morning, saying Australians deserve a better future. Is this really as good as it gets? What we have seen over that period of time is a whole lot of their talented, most competent people leave, which is one of the things that explains the incompetence that we've seen in simply managing portfolios over recent times. Overseas now and Russian forces continue to gather in eastern Ukraine with residents in the country's east being warned to leave. New attacks have been recorded in the Donbass region with several reports of strikes on residential areas. While shelling in the key port city of Mariupol has collapsed several humanitarian corridors, trapping thousands in the besieged city. It comes as the UK Prime Minister has made a surprise visit to Kyiv for a face-to-face meeting with President Vladimir Zelensky. Over the last few hours, I've been able to see quite a lot of your beautiful country. I've also seen the tragic effects of the war, an absolutely inexcusable and unnecessary war. I have no doubt at all that an independent, sovereign Ukraine will rise again. Boris Johnson there. It comes as the UK commits an additional $174 million worth of high-grade military equipment to Ukraine, including 120 armoured vehicles and new anti-ship missile systems, as well as promising further economic support, guaranteeing an additional $670 million in World Bank lending to Ukraine, taking the total loan to $1.3 billion. Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky thanking the UK for their support via a translator. I would like to express words of gratitude for this support, for your leadership, for assistance in the weapons and uh, for your direct and very clear and specific position of uh, your wonderful and powerful country and thank you for this visit at this very difficult time. Staying overseas and the Prime Minister of Pakistan has lost a no-confidence vote with Imran Khan pushed out of the top spot. The country's opposition leader is expected to be chosen as the new PM. And back home security at NRL matches is expected to be tightened following four pitch invasions during the weekend's games. In one case, a protester carrying a flare stormed the field. It was at yesterday's Sharks-Tigers match forcing play to stop, while a woman who ran onto the ground during Saturday's Titans-Eels clash was tackled heavily by a guard, the move now under investigation. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales first, where commuters in Sydney are finding it tricky to get around this morning with bus drivers walking off the job. Staff employed by three separate private operators are taking industrial action. Our Sydney reporter Michaela Savage has the details. Yeah, that's right. This morning, commuters heading to work on public transport are having a tough time. Drivers who work for Transit Systems, CDC New South Wales and Transdev are on strike for 24 hours. Bus services in the Inner West, Hills Districts and parts of South, North and Western Sydney are running on a reduced timetable. And the same goes for parts of Newcastle, the Hunter, Central Coast and the Blue Mountains. Mick Peary from the Transport Workers Union says the current working conditions just aren't good enough. Imagine if you couldn't go to a toilet for six hours or five hours because, it, you know, there is no toilet. I've been in the bus industry since 1992 and we're still fighting for toilets. We're not asking for money and, you know, let's put it all in our pocket. We're asking for conditions that are very, very important. He also says a two-tier pay system was created when services in the inner city were privatised and it's not fair on staff. And to Victoria now, a record number of people attended this year's Australian Grand Prix. Our reporter Celeste Mitsu has the latest from Melbourne. That's right, Talisa. Organisers estimated more than 419,000 fans came through the gates at Albert Park. That beats the previous record of 401,000 set when Melbourne first held the event in 1996. Melbourne's economy has shifted a gear with the city still buzzing. The airport has seen a 107% increase in domestic travel compared to April of 2019. Overnight, Ferrari fans shut down Ligon Street to celebrate their Formula One triumph, while Aussie Daniel Ricciardo finished in sixth. The McLaren driver says he's simply relieved to be within striking distance of a podium finish. Satisfied enough, I'd say, uh, <laughs> definitely. I mean, look, it's by far our best result of the season, personally, and, and as a team result, so it was, uh, it was good. On Fox Sports there. Now for the latest in business and finance, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from theswitzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. With the election only six Saturdays away, the political experts say our next Prime Minister will have won the economic argument for our votes. That's right, and with unemployment heading towards historical lows and household saving levels at historical highs, you'd think Prime Minister Morrison would be favourite to win on May 21, but the polls put Labor ahead. The experts on Aussie voters say the economy is delivering high inflation and falling real wages, which Labor is pledging to change. So get ready for promises of more money in your pocket from both sides. And with the election campaign off and running an interesting question, would a positive or negative stock market affect voters, Peter? Yeah, it is. A huge sell-off of the stock market over the next six weeks could advantage the government on the basis that fear could make voters avoid change. But on day one of the campaign, the local share market is tipped to be up 27 points at the opening following a positive close for the Dow Jones Index over the weekend. Now, this week, US inflation could rock the stock market, while locally our latest unemployment numbers will become big political news. The jobless rate is expected to fall to 3.9%, the best reading since 1978. And Peter, the finance watchdog is cracking down on financial influences and it's led to claims that useful money education is being lost from the web. 
Well, the Australian Securities and Investment Commission last month stepped up warnings to finfluencers, people who use social media to influence investors to buy stocks that they benefit from. Many of these influencers encourage their followers to buy stocks that they are paid to promote and ASIC wants that to stop. Education and advertising is permitted, but talking up stocks that bring the finfluencers success payments could see the influencer face five years jail. Wow, five years. Interesting. Thank you, Peter. Cheers. Time for sport now. We're joined this morning by Sean Maynard. And Sean, the Australian Grand Prix has been run and won. Yeah, that's right, Talisa. By Ferrari, in fact, and its driver, Charles Leclerc. He took out yesterday's big race in Melbourne. A crowd of 419,000 turned out over the course of the event. That's a record for any sporting event held in Australia as Albert Park. Welcome back. The F1s for the first time in really about three years. Daniel Ricciardo telling Fox he was satisfied with his sixth with McLaren teammate Lando Norris finishing just in front of him in fifth. A fifth and a sixth is a massive result, obviously, for us so far this year. If you would have said this in Bahrain, I probably would have laughed sarcastically, so very happy uh, with this progress. Yeah, Max Verstappen and Sebastian Vettel among the big names who failed to finish. And a big result for the Saints in the AFL, Sean. Yeah, pretty ruthless against the Hawks. They got home by 69 points by the Siren. The Bombers pipped the Crows. They got off the bottom of the table. And that hands the winless port the wooden spoon for now. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Gold Coast. He managed to pull off perhaps the upset of the round by handing Carlton a five-goal drubbing. Uh, Coach Stuart Jew says it's the response he was looking for after a disappointing result against the Giants in round three. I mean, last week was disappointing. We got back to work this week. It was good process, good acknowledgement of where we were poor last Last week and went about our, our business today. Uh, Melbourne topped the ladder from Brisbane and Fremantle. And the women's NRL grand final was on yesterday. What a game. Who got the chocolates there? Uh, it was the Roosters. They'd be pretty happy with beating the Dragons to claim the title. 16-4 uh, to 4 at Morton Daly Stadium. Jessica Sergis, she was overwhelmed with emotion after the game. Holy hell, what a game. What a game. The girls played so well. I think we just stuck deep and kept going and we came away with it and they deserve it so much. It worked so hard. Uh, elsewhere, the Sharks, they thrashed the West Tigers in their round five clash at home. In fact, this is the Tigers' worst start to a season since the, the Magpies merger 22 years ago. But Coach Michael Maguire denies they've gone south. I wouldn't say we've gone backwards. I mean, we've just been challenged. You know, we're, we're looking at how we want to play. You know, I've spoke to the players about how we want to attack, you know, and we've got to keep working hard. And in the late game, it was the Panthers who remained unbeaten, taking care of the uh, Bulldogs. He didn't look terrible, I'll say that, at Canterbury Stadium last night. The final score there, 32-12. to 12. What a huge weekend in sport. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome. And tennis star Ash Barty has revealed her next move after retiring from professional tennis. She's writing a children's book. The 25-year-old has announced a six-book series will be called Little Ash and it'll be based on her real-life experience of being a tennis champion and her family. Ash says she was inspired to write the books by her five-year-old niece, Lucy. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Talissa Bazaz. Thanks for your company. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow.